Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It's the Mike Kelter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. 906, another opportunity to win $1,000 coming up at 10 o'clock. Who is this? This is Iron Maiden? Priest. This is Priest. <laughs> Carmen, Carmen wanted it. Listen, no, Carmen wants to hear it. She gets it. Listen, Carmen. Whenever Galvin plays the devil's music, Carmen and I get scared. Too early for this. No, it's never too early for Priest. He has to balance it out every once in a while by playing Bon Jovi. Soothe yeah. everybody's. That so. was always a weird thing in uh, like regular radio. You couldn't play Metallica in the morning because it was too heavy. <laughs> yeah. You could only play it in the afternoon or at night. Night ma- mandatory Metallica. Yeah, yeah, but like you, so you couldn't play you know one at nine thirty right. in the morning. Like what was that going to do to somebody in a car? <laughs> right, exactly. Going to work. <laughs> no, you're not getting road rage from one. Oh, listen, <laughs> you listen to one of those and then someone cuts you off and you're like, yeah, let's start the day with a fist fight. Carmen, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I have been in traffic where something happened. And I go, all right, I'm getting ready, and I put Slayer on. Yeah. Yeah, just to, like, scare them in case they get near me. They can hear the music and go, all right, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jim Florentine is here. Uh, Chad Zumach is here. Jim is going to be at Side Splitters all weekend long. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, we did a uh, a podcast one time with these guys who did a documentary on metal music and, and how it, like, real heavy metal, how it started. And uh, I rem- we had a couple of mu- actual musicians on from bands that, I'd, I'd, that were very popular that I didn't know. But anyway, so I asked them, I go... Do you guys ever secretly do you like listen to? Did you ever hear a winger song? And go, that's not so bad. And they were like, no. But we all did one day. We were all together and uh, uh, living on a prayer came out. And we all started rocking out, living on a prayer. And like everybody knows, he's like everybody knows the words "living on a prayer." <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Can't, you can't deny that. Uh, how you been? How are things going? Everything's good, man. It's just nice to be in Florida and feel like a human again. Yeah, right. <laughs> we beat it's, it. It's over down here, Jim. <laughs> no, it, look, if I didn't have a kid, I got a ten-year-old boy. I would have been down here in March. When, yeah. When this stuff hit, but. You know, I had to stay there, and then you couldn't get on planes and all this other stuff. So. Now, is he going to school, or is he doing homeschool? He goes two half days. That's yeah. it? Yeah. And how Because, you, you, you know, you can't take your mask off to eat. They can't have lunch, because if you take your mask off the kids, that's when they're going to spread it, oh the my. coronavirus. Oh, my <laughs> That's their theory. you got to be kidding. If you, and they just a month ago, they said, all right, if a kid needs a snack from 830 to 1230, they go to, um, he has to go to the nurse's office and eat the snack in there. Are you serious? I swear to God. Because, you know, once it gets in the nurse's office, that's fine. That's you okay, keep, yeah. Keep yeah. the coronavirus in the nurse's office. Dude, so I have a – my son is 14. He was a freshman in high school this year. I'm like he can't not go to high school for your freshman year. You you would throw the rest of the three years off, and he, and he's like I don't want to do it from home either. But everybody was freaking out, so we're like, all right, both these kids and I have an eight year old daughter, and both of them are doing it from home. So after the third day of me going in his room and he's playing PlayStation, I go, this is ridiculous. He's going to school. I'm like, you know, I fell asleep one time in the middle of the class. I was like, he, he's not learning anything here. Send him to school because he also already had it, you know. So my daughter. 
we were going to keep her home. And then the stupid kids that she goes to school with, she's into it. She's a little nerd. But then uh, every time the teacher, the kids got a question, I, I have a question. What's your question? When the bird flies through the, I don't know, like, uh, like none of these kids can pay attention to anything that's going on. Right? They're all looking out the window and they're talking about birds and stuff. So we're like, just send them both to school. And that was the best thing I think we ever did. And they both go to school full time. With nothing, they wear masks at school. They wear masks coming home. They wear masks in class or whatever they're doing there. But anything else is just ridiculous. And they can eat lunch. They can eat lunch. Yeah, my son plays two sports. They're they're in weight rooms, locker rooms. That's it. It's just it's life. Life is happening either way. Well, everything around it is like New Jersey starting to open yeah. a little, like indoor sports. My kids playing indoor sports, all that other stuff. But at one point, they were only letting one parent in to watch <laughs> indoor games. That's what they try to do for a hockey tournament. They're like one parent. I'm like, get out of here. I know, and I'm just giving a fake name at the door. Yeah. They're like, what's the name? Uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah. And I go, yeah, I got to go meet somebody. Real quick, and he just whizzed right by. I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, I'm gonna sit in the parking lot. I do a lot of this. I go, can I use the bathroom? And they go, uh, yeah. And then I just go back right into the rink. Yeah. yeah. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. I'm at the point now, I'm not an anti mask guy at all, even though I think the more science that comes out of it, the more ridiculous it is, because it just doesn't seem to be working. At, so I'm not an anti mask, but it is starting to be a pain in the ass, and having one on me all the time, like, because I, I have two cars, so sometimes I grab the wrong car, and I don't have my mask there. One time I had to go get a haircut, and the lady goes, do you have a mask? And I go, I I don't think that I do, and I went to my car, and all I had was my daughter's mask, and it was little, and it basically just covered. <laughs> and she made me sit there the whole time getting my hair cut without tiny she little did. Yeah, I'm like, do you realize this isn't doing it? I'm breathing out the sides of it, the bottom. People just mentally want to be. A lot of places now have, like, the disposable right at the front door <clears throat> yes. in case you do forget it. But for a while, it was hard because yeah. nobody can get them. So my wife was on it. My wife stocked up on Lysol wipes, hand gel, and masks before everything really really hit the fan and right. we had enough toilet paper to wipe every butt in tampa <laughs> so i don't know how we got we we didn't even do it like we she just happened to start the mask was the first smart thing she bought because we were getting ready to go on a cruise right before covid and she was like well at least we'll take those masks with us and the cruise got canceled and then we had a box of masks so it worked, right. out, it worked yeah. out really well it's just it's it's crazy, man. What's going on? Like you know, on the plane, I, I was in Florida last week down in like Boca doing shows. Both planes there and back completely sold out. So I'm sitting right next to someone. I'm at the you know the, the window seat. There's three people right. guy right there in your row. In my row, we're all wearing masks. But then when you eat, you could take your mask off. <laughs> <laughs> in the tube. Yeah, yeah, in the tube for three and a half hours. Yeah, that's insane. But when the food comes around, you'll have to take your mask off and eat, then put it back on. But then that's not fine. Have food. I got a guy right on top of me and yeah. another guy right there. It's but a two and a half hour flight. The good airlines like Delta, they're still excluding the middle seat, so there's only two people per row, that's which nice. I got to say, that's nice. That is pretty nice. That's Be- fat guy friendly as well. Yeah. yeah. You probably don't care, Skinny. You could sit anywhere you want and be comfortable. I just get in a window, yeah, and just yeah. put headphones on and just leave me alone. Don't ask me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You're going to the same place. I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> Do you like when people recognize you? No. Like, I'm, I didn't no, think you I would. Hate it. Yeah, you I seem like that. Yeah. I go, look, I'm, everybody's like, I don't want to bother you, but I'm like, bother me. This is fueling my ego. I love this. I, lo- I think after a while, people are like, I'm sorry. I said hi to him. He won't leave me alone now. I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm, uh, this is my only way of gauging that people are actually listening to the show is when I meet people in public. So I'm happy to do it. But I would imagine if I'm on a plane 
and somebody wants to tell me their best Ozzy story, I'm like, for the love of God. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I get the question is, every people me go, dude, when is that metal show coming back? Yeah. 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 That was a great show. You know, is there any, can you, why don't you get it on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> why you don't know? you do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But then I'm just like, <laughs> then I have to go through the whole thing. It's like, look, I, it's almost like a corporate job. When you get fired, even if everyone said, you were great at that job, just show up on Monday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm locked out of the building. <laughs> they canceled the show. Do they ever- I can't go back on Monday. The, 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 the car doesn't work to get back in the building. Do they ever have good guest ideas for you? Like, you guys should get Guns N' Roses on there. Oh, always. You, know, you, you, you ever get you, Eddie Van Halen? You yeah. get, I go, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> People are yeah, always before like, Eddie passed away. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, Van Halen. Actually, Don Jameson, Eddie Trunk, and them do that on Twitter. They're like, you should get Eddie Van Halen on. And he's like, Don, we should do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People do that with Don. They go, you should get Tom Brady on the show. We're like, yo, we didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's a yeah. Why is he here now? Yeah, he's good. It's insane. So that's what I get constantly. Yeah. When is that metal show coming back? That was a great show. How long has it been now? Like 2016. Yeah, let it go already. It's been five years. Yeah. It's not. It's not Dexter. It's like not no him. actor or host or something owns the show. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like even when Sopranos was done, people when Galdafini was still alive, they didn't go. go Jay, you got to bring the show back. Right. You, you ever call? Sh- try Showtime. Right. You know what I mean? Like what are you Somebody talking about? I'm yeah. just the actor. I don't. I have no control of it. I go look. I, the only thing I could control in that show was what concert T-shirt I wore. Right. That was it. They let me do that. Other than that, I had no decision making. I'm like, all right, who's the guest? All right, let's just do it. Did you say Portnoy wanted to bring? it back maybe yeah well barstool yeah yeah right before coronavirus hit that was one of the reasons i went over there i started my podcast there and he's like we're going to bring that metal show over in some form they're already looking for studio space and then you know it hit so who knows i mean new york is you could basically have you know 10 people inside of a building now so sure it still might be a year away from and who knows what's going to happen now so what now tell me how you got over to uh to barstool i barstool is the number one thing that i made barstool has been around for a long long time but it's only been super popular for the last you know a couple of five years or so and um like i remember having a a viva la stool sticker on on my guitar i think you know eight nine years ago um but I, I saw Portnoy's face in the beginning, and I was like, I'm never going to like this guy. And now I love him. Right. Uh, I lo- Like, it's something, like, he, he was just so arrogant, and I, you know, I'm a Yankee guy, so he's a Boston guy, and I'm like, ugh. Now he's the voice of uh, of a new generation of media. I mean, he is, you got, I love all of his success. I really do. I think he's great. He's amazing, and it's just, you know, he just pushes back against everybody. He doesn't care or he's call smart. people out. He is smart. He's yeah. super smart. And, oh, it's great. I love it. I mean, the guy just, you know, he fights back. Yeah. He doesn't kowtow. He doesn't go, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. He's like, just keep pushing ahead. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't change. Like, he, as he's getting more successful, doesn't now go, all right, well, now I'm in the successful media. I got to change. He's the same guy that was doing the pizza thing before as he is now on Fox News. Yep. Yeah, and I think that that's great, the fact that he doesn't he isn't try to, uh, you know, make himself a little bit more, well, I got to be a different guy now. No, and that's why I went over there because yeah. I knew they were going to let you do whatever you want, you know what I mean? Just and just do your thing and try to find your audience. And I just love it that he's a ball buster and he fights back and he just yells back at the press. Everyone's trying to take him down and they can't. Like no. it's his business, right? That's what the are thing. they going to do? It's too big of a business. If you try to go after his advertisers, it's like they're like, well, we're making 
making a ton of money right. when we do have this new vodka brand or whatever. All these kids are buying it, so we're going to look the other way. It's yeah, great. I find myself trying to support more things that they do just because I think what they're doing is is great. They're changing the way you do things. And they, they basically took off where ESPN lost their whole audience. Yeah. Where they're just, it's guys, it's hot girls fighting, you know what I mean? Like funny stories and stuff like that. ESPN's become all political and all serious and stuff like that. So Barcelona's like, oh, we're going to jump in and take this. Yeah. Because guys that like sports also like to look at hot chicks. Oh, I, I noticed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, yeah. And ESPN has lost that. You know, every girl's dressed, you know, like friggin', they don't show anything anymore. Right. You, know, there's no, right, right. you can't be hot on the show anymore. You got to put your hair up yep, in yep. a ponytail. Don't look sexy. Yeah. Don't. Uh, it's so funny. It's so sad. How put the smart glass. Glasses on, you know. <laughs> Take them off of your Instagram pictures, you know. But by the way, the smart glasses can also be sexy. Ladies. I don't like just that look. You don't like? No, you don't like? Oh, I no, do. because it's just it, it, they're trying. They're saying, "Hey, I'm, this is my smart look," and then they put the mirrored sunglasses on. This is my sexy look. Right. <laughs> it's all staged. Oh, I, I have. Uh, do you have like favorite Instagram girls that you follow? Not really. I do, man. You know, Holly Saunders is no. She was. She was. Uh, she used to be on the Golf Channel. Then she put about 150 grand worth of tune-up into her body, like uh, new new boobs, new butt, new eyes, new face, and she just made the perfect woman. And that's all she does is take pictures uh, on Instagram every day. What a what a wonderful job that is. Carmen's got five years to do it, other, other yeah. than, you know, or she's out. Yeah, I follow Carmen. You do? Yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> Any good pictures? I'm Jen? a lot of fun. Yeah, she takes great photos. She takes Carmen takes good pictures. But uh, then she'll, like, just when you're like, I think Carmen's kind of hot, then the next picture she'll be unhinging her jaw so she can get a whole sub in her mouth, and you're like, yeah. okay, all right, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Talented and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Florentine is here. He's going to be at Side Splitters. So I'd imagine uh, it's you and Chad doing shows together. Yeah. How's that working out? Good. Chad, one of your old, the one old friend you have here that I actually like, as opposed to the other one. Who? Artie Fletcher. Oh, Artie, yeah. I heard from Artie. He called me. I got to see if I can get touch up. Yeah. He's living in uh, his mother's basement trying to get Gallagher to text him back. And he was like, oh, look, <laughs> the other guy in comedy who likes me is coming to town. I, I like guys that got problems. That's why I like Chad, too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like Artie Fletcher. There's other guys. I just like guys. You know? I can't hate Chad. Chad and I had a fight. And at the end of the fight, I was like, I like Chad. Yeah. 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 yeah and, I, and I also genuinely care. About Chad, although I don't, can you give us an update on what's going on with you, legal wise? Not really. The- Do you know? Can I also tell you this? Chad got in trouble for something, and faced like a bunch of counts of of charges. And we talked to him about it on the podcast. We talked to him about it on this show, and I still have no idea. If he did it, if he didn't do it, what happened? I don't even know what the what the. Oh, but what's the outcome? Are we still in the process of? I, I, I will say this: There's been some uh, some new evidence <gasps> against you or for you for me. Oh, so my lawyer is looking to get it thrown out completely. Gotcha. So that's where we are. All right. I don't really know the true story either. He just he just says uh, you know everything's held up because of coronavirus. I'm like, all right. I go any update? No. I go okay, fine. Doesn't it, like I feel like eventually we're going to be getting collect calls from jail from Chad. I feel like uh, you have a collect call from Chad. Zubin. He doesn't act like a guy that's going to go away, so I think it's going to be okay. He's got a good lawyer, and I believe the lawyer is breathing confidence in him while he's collecting his money. <laughs> he thinks so. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Chad, I'm going to need another two grand next week. Kelt is thinking radio benchmarks, me calling in from prison. That's what he wants. To- 
I, I feel like they're more going to be pleas from prison. <laughs> you put some, I need you to put some money in my commissary because my giant uh, roommate is getting really pissed off at me. Every Thursday I call in to the Mike yeah. Health issue. Give me a little, little, little jail update. I, wouldn't, I, keep, I keep a letter over here. This guy. Let's do it drive time. This guy, uh, Ken Sutherland, he's in Bowling Green, Florida, at the Hardy, uh, Hardy Correctional Institute, sent me a nice uh, letter during uh, Christmas. Sent me a Christmas card and a nice thing from jail. Said, you know, I listen to your show. It keeps me sane while I'm in, I'm in jail here. And I shout him out every once in a while because I don't know the pattern in which he listens, so I don't know if he gets to hear it or not. But these are things you should be thinking about. Oh, Yeah. Thanks, Mike. How how many years are you facing if you were to get? What's the worst case scenario? I don't even know. I really don't. First offense for you? I, I mean, for the yeah, of course. For, for I don't say I don't know about your criminal history. It sounded yeah. like for this. He was yeah. going to say first offense for this. Yes. Well, I was thinking drinking and driving and stuff like that. I'm, so I, you've done that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying that'll come up on your record. Yeah. Okay. How many? And it may go to character if you have to go through trial and stuff. You know, like like a character thing. Yeah. 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 Huh. Could that affect them? Well, yeah, well, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if they'll allow that in. The judge would have to allow that in, but they could you know, bring that to your character, and you know, but all depending on how it goes. Habitual criminal. All I know is OJ got off. <laughs> True. <laughs> Good, True. <laughs> and everyone loves him now. He's Listen, great. OJ ran a lot more yards than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could could they bring up that you never wear a condom, too? Yeah, they could probably. <laughs> oh, my Are they going to show any of your comedy while they're in there? <laughs> You, all offenses. He doesn't believe in them. You don't wear condoms? No. You're wearing a mask, but you won't wear a condom? There's more proof that the, the condom will save you. Yeah. I actually have a joke about that in my act. That's funny that you brought that up. <laughs> no, I just tell me he could knock some girl up at some point. Like, forget it, whatever. He goes, it feels better. I go, I know it feels yeah, better. Yeah, we all know. That's we all. know. We, we figured that out at like 18. It feels better without one. Yeah. Are you having active sex? Not as of right now, no. But I've never gotten any kind of sexually transmitted disease. I've never got COVID, so all this is just nonsense. He doesn't last that long for it to stick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Two minutes herpes isn't going to go on. Enough time yeah, not enough time. Not enough time. That's not a yeah. thing. It's science. science. That's that's no. science. No. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, that's interesting. So how, now, no girls, no girlfriends down here, or anything like that. As of right this second, no. Are he has having... he has hooked up with girls down. I told him when he moves to Florida, it's like playing. A course field with the oh, wind yeah. blowing. The out. wind's yeah. blowing out here. Go, your, your numbers are going way up right. compared to Cleveland, compared to New Jersey. Yeah, there's and, no green monster here. You're okay. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's like, this is unbelievable. And I'm the yeah. worst version of I've ever been. And yeah, in my 40s, like this, I look terrible, and I still can get girls down here. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're a little bit more lenient down here. I yeah. Think. When I was in my 20s, I moved down here to get laid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I lived down here. Uh, I finished high school Where? in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. I That's went there junior, senior year. I moved back, and then like three years later, I was in New Jersey just doing these stupid jobs, and mm-hmm. I wasn't getting laid. I came down here to visit my friends that I met. I got laid the first night, and I moved here for two years. Oh. <laughs> just so, and it was spring break, Fort Lauderdale. My friends were in rock, heavy metal bands. I was the heavy metal DJ all along. Oh, it was phenomenal. Oh, that must have been great. I had I came down here um, to go to college. I had one like real high school girlfriend for three years before I came here. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to fall in love and meet another girl. And hopefully after college we can get back together. September 1st, I was like, bam. College is the best thing ever. <laughs> My, I, uh, best piece of advice I got, though, and I like to pass this on. When you go to college, and I tell my son this, too, when you go to college... Girls there aren't looking for the cool guy like they're in high school. In high school, all the girls want to go out with the guy who's the coolest guy in high school. 
in college, my buddy John McKay was a year older than us, said, when I went to college, I realized all these girls are leaving their families for the first time. They're not looking for the cool guy anymore. They're looking for the father figure type. Be the nice guy. Be the father figure type. Every girl that I hooked up with in college was like, you remind me of my dad. I was like, I went home at Christmas and I hugged John McKay and I said, you are a god. That is the best piece of advice I ever got. You remind me of my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's a stepdad. I got got to remember that to tell my kid when he goes to college. Right? Don't be the 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 cool guy. Be the nice guy. That was also the first one of the girls I hooked up with at St. Leo was from Indiana. And her father was a morning radio guy. His name was Mo. Not the, not our Mo. It was Mo and somebody else in the morning. And I thought that that was the most... It was almost like I'd met Robert De Niro's daughter. I was like, your father does a morning show? Like, a re- <laughs> I couldn't believe that that... that you know, and I, and I realized how obtainable this job is <laughs> right after that. And you still had sex with her even though you were in awe. I did. And then, you know what really scared me was she left in the middle of the semester. Like, right... Everybody, you know, it's over in November, like, Christmas, like Thanksgiving time. Then you come back. She didn't come back from Thanksgiving because she was pregnant. Ooh. And I was really, and it wasn't me, thank God. She was quite the whore. It was her dad. <laughs> it was Mo. Yeah. How long did you think it was yours? Because when I, you're like that age and you think you knock some girl up. So I, what it turned out was uh, she had a boyfriend in uh, high school, and I guess he was visiting her, and he, it was his kid, and he did it. At least I'm going to go with that story, and I don't need somebody to 23 and me right. to show up at my house. <laughs> I talk about that all the time. I guess so now. That was that was 30 years ago. So can you imagine if that was my kid and he comes knocking on the door and I have a 30-year-old son? I wouldn't even know how to handle it. How old are you, 30? 33. Ooh, I'd have a kid your age? That's gross to me. Gross. What? Yeah, it is gross, it's right, Joe? It's yeah. definitely gross. I don't know why. Not you. I'm just saying, like, like I always say 23 and me, like, if, if – uh, a guy knocked on my door and he was like, "Hey, this is your my dad." I would be like, first of all, I'm, I didn't know. I'm sorry that I left you without a father. I'd feel terrible, and then of course I'd want to be in the kid's life, you know. Like, wouldn't you feel that way? Yeah, but I'll be glad I got it through the high school and the yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. I got a, a buddy now to hang out with. Right, right. I, I would, I would feel bad that this kid didn't have a father, and I'm like, now I got some making up to do. You right. Know? But although we say that now, but then what if he? What if he's just fat and dumpy and he's like, hey, I think you're dead. And I'd be like, oh, me no speak English. <laughs> well, I, I mean, met my real dad when I was 24. You did? Yeah, I didn't know. I never met him. He left my mom before I was born. So he left your mom while she was pregnant? Yeah. And you still had a desire to talk to that scumbag? I was just curious because I didn't know. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. Curiosity. I get it. I get it. I get it. And, and when I met the guy, he was a great guy, real nice dude. And the reason they just – could not get along. They just could not get but along. But then why didn't he care about you? Why didn't he, like, I don't have to, I don't have to talk to her, but I got a kid. I got to take care of that kid. I, I think it was the late 70s. Yeah, he was in Vietnam. Time. I think it was a weird time. And But we tried to establish a relation for eight years, and I just gave up on it. Yeah. But it was weird seeing your dad for the first time. It was very odd. How did you find him? It, I went to the phone book because... Oh, you knew his name and all that? Yeah, because I'm half Italian, yeah. so my middle name's Anthony, which is his name, and I, I don't want to give out his last name, and I just found a, his last name in the phone book, and then I called. It turned out to be my aunt. You called, and he got the call that no guy ever wants again. Mm, no. I'm your, I'm your son. I was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> is he still alive? Yeah, he's still Dad? alive. Yeah, yeah, he's still Let's alive. Let's call him right now. All right. No. <laughs> so you so you called him up and he gets on the phone. And he goes, "Is Anthony?" And he says, "What?" No, I, I called my aunt. It was my aunt. Yeah. And I told her story. I go, "This is weird, but he's on my birth certificate. It's my father." And she goes, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to let him know, and right. I'll have him call you, so there's no weird 
thing, and he they called me the very next. She's like, he found you. <laughs> <laughs> and the very next day, we, we we he called me, and we met up at like an Applebee's or something, and seeing your dad for the first time. And yeah, I'm do you look like, like you? We have the same. He looks like an Italian version of me. Okay, same facial structure. Right. And I bounce my knee a lot, yeah, and he's bouncing his yeah. knee. I'm like, okay, that's where I got that from. So, and you guys shared riblets together, and we're like, yeah. No, we, 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 look, I I almost want to. You guys bad mouth on your mom. Oh, we, the, we like did the bond. I have a good relationship with my mom and dad who have been divorced since I was like five years old. And uh, I can understand why both of them hate each other. Like, yeah. Why they would never, it just doesn't, it doesn't work with the two of them. They're different people. I can't imagine how they ever got together at all in the beginning. And it would be, I would have had a miserable life if they would have stayed married. Right. So I get it. So now, so you meet your father and he tells you like your mother and I didn't get along. And does he say, did he apologize at all? He did feel bad. He's like, listen, I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. Your mom was out of her mind. Yeah. In fact, she, when my mom left him, she, she left, she took everything from the house and just left a spoon oh. out of the house. Like, took everything he owned. Right. It, like, it was crazy. They're like fire and lightning, just two big personalities clashing. And okay. didn't, she, didn't she trap him? You think she did? She yeah. She got. I was so a, he's like, oh man, I gotta get out of this. Yeah. She, yeah. Like she got pregnant on purpose to keep him around. Gotcha. So I'm a mistake. That That's a good move. Works. That's a good move yeah. by a woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now the guy's gonna stay. You're not a mistake. You're a plan. Is what you are. <laughs> you're a, you're the opposite of mistake. You're a thought out plan. Ju- ju- judging by my charges, I'm a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I, so you show up at the house. Like if I look through the peephole. And I saw you coming, I'd be like, all right, this isn't so bad. But if you, like, I think of, like, Ethan Suple in The History of Violence. If that cat came walking, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, exactly. This guy's a little touched, and he's uh, he's sloppy. And I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. Just go, go get a DNA test. I'm yeah. not letting you in. Yeah, I need to double check. <laughs> 23andMe is not that accurate. Yeah, I know it's only 99.9%, but <laughs> still, right. go get another test. <laughs> <laughs> We're all praying it could be that tenth of a percentage. I knew a guy who, um, so when you do the 23andMe, it'll tell you how close you are to the relative that you find. And anything past, like, third cousin is the third to seventh cousin and all that stuff. And I know a buddy of mine that uh, met one of his fifth cousins on the thing there, and they started talking to who's your, who you're related to, and then he banged her. Nice. He <laughs> <laughs> oh was like, it was clear. He goes, she was super hot. Right. She was in my town, and then he goes, I banged her. I was like, I guess that's all right. I guess that fits. Uh, Jim Florentine is here with us. He's going to be at Sidesplitters this weekend. You know him from a lot of things, including that metal show, which don't ask him when it's coming back. And uh, Frank Anchors is coming back. On the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I yeah, saw the uh, ad the other day. Now, how that, how's that going? How the the one that came back? It's We did a season uh, about a year and a half ago. Everybody love it? It came back. Yeah, and it got good ratings. They put it on right right after South Park, new episode, yeah, so that helped. Yeah, yeah. That was a good lead-in for us. So, sure. so like, wow, these ratings are amazing. I'm like, good. But that was huge. Crank Anchors was huge. So how you know, all you have to do is get it in front of the right people. It's not like you're just getting South Park. It's yeah, like, I know, I know. I mean, look, we, it got canceled in 2007, and then, you know, 12 years later, the blue, it comes back. Yeah, because sometimes things run its course, and then people go, you remember that? And that was yeah. pretty cool. They should do that again. Yeah. Well, that's what we're hoping with that metal show. The problem is all those guys are dying off. Right. Oh, They're 73, true. 74 now, you yeah. know what I mean, a drop and So, like, we, we're, I don't know how many guests we could have on. I, I have to tell you, I, I don't, it's, a, it's not such an odd question. I know you're probably sick of answering it about uh, why there's a show coming back, but you really... You really could do it on your own, not you, but I mean, like a company could just say, "Hey, do it in the studio, and 
We'll put it on the internet. And it, or just it do works. it on YouTube. Yeah, you, that's what we I'm could, YouTube but, and... you know, the problem is there's a lot of logistics to that. So you got, you know, first of all, where are you going to do it? L.A. is probably the best place to do it. That's where all the rock stars live. They right. can come right down a, down a street and drive. If we're doing it in New York, then if we have Rob Zombie, somebody's got to pay for his first-class yeah. airfare. Oh, also, true. a hotel in New York City for three days. Maybe he brings his wife, all that stuff, car service to yeah, and you from. Need, you need a company. So you need a company. You mm-hmm. need somebody with some money behind it. We can go to L.A., find a studio shoot like 10, 10 episodes they got to be edited post all that stuff it's not yeah you know, there's work to do there there's some there's some work to do but la would be probably the best or nashville where a lot of the rock guys live now too do you uh, did you ever interview lemmy yeah oh yeah so we had lemmy on the show one time as a was a weird dude he's not a good interviewer he's a great guy but he's you know he's british those british guys are cranky yeah if they don't have any booze cranky. in them if they don't have booze in them yeah. they don't start like lighting up to like five in the, in the afternoon it, when there was he on set with you or do you go yeah to... he was on set like three or four we had him probably three or four times but we know you get him a bottle of jack daniels shoot him as late as possible in the afternoon because right. they're they're miserable in the morning yeah. all the british guy every british guy that came on I loved it because I expected him to be miserable. So we did, and we did a phone interview with him. He was in town at at uh, a club. I guess Motorhead was doing a show there or whatever. Lemmy's thing, and I called and said, "Hey, can we get him?" And they were like, "All right, let's see what we can do." And then he calls on the hotline, and I go, "Hey, uh, Lemmy, I, huh?" I go, "How's it going?" And they carry on and good, huh? huh? And I'm like, "Okay, I know what I'm dealing with." So finally, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, how come you never got those things cut off your face?" You know, and I, I was curious, like, I, yeah. my, like, like all uh, famous people fix their teeth when they become famous. I'm like, how do you know? And it, like, it was his best answer. He goes, well, you had him long enough. You just get used to seeing him. And you're like, all right. I was like, all right. Now we broke the guy a little bit. He was he was fun, but you could tell he did no interest in doing the interview. No, he's just one word answers. He's yeah. not, like I said, he's not a good interviewer and stuff. You know, you get him at night, he'll be talking, telling stories, but... During the day, he's just, they're just cranky. But who was the worst that you remember? Like who? Did, what was tough pulling teeth with Lemmy? Even though yeah. he was, a, you know, good dude, it wasn't. He wasn't trying to be a dick. Right, right. That's just the way he is. Um, who was a dick? I'm I don't to... think anyone was a dick. You know, Eddie Trunk knows all those guys. He knew yeah. them for like 30 years doing radio. So all of them, you know, and that's for, you know, if Dawkins going to put a new record out, we're going to have him on. That's like our A guest. Okay. That's like our Tom Cruise. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're getting, they're coming first. They're yeah. the first guest coming out. And for them, that's the Tonight Show because they're not going to go on the real Tonight right. Show. Right. This is the best thing they're getting. This is the best thing they've got. And plus our show was huge overseas with South America. They were shown all that stuff where metal's still used. Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. you so, interview Axel at four in the morning yeah we did axel yeah that was his first interview tv interview in 14 years oh really we did it in miami arena where uh so you just went down he, there we went down there yeah we, his manager goes uh yeah axel will do an interview and axel didn't even know about it <laughs> wasn't he in the wheelchair at the time no this was, this was his oh, version okay. of axel this was like four years before oh, okay. guns rose got back together so we went down there and um at the end of the night, we're waiting around. They went. They didn't go on till midnight, yeah. <laughs> and they played till three in the morning. A three-hour show. We thought we were going to get him earlier. He saw us there. He knows Trunk, and he saw us. He's like, "Wow, what are those guys doing here?" And the manager's like, "Yeah, they're going to film some stuff, and they're going to interview, uh, you know, a bunch of the guys in the band." He goes, "Okay." And then after three in the morning, they go, "Hey, these guys want to interview you." And Axel's like, "You, no one told me." Yeah. He's like, "Now I feel bad." And then he, well, he goes, "Well, I got to get ready and shower and stuff." So at five forty in the morning, <laughs> he came and, and we interviewed. I was like. I, I didn't care. I'm like, whatever. I, I walked oh, out wait. of strip clubs at 5.40 yeah. in the morning. I'm interviewing Axl Rose. Everyone's like, oh, you, I'm, I felt bad. You guys must have been tired. I go, yeah, I'm in Miami, staying at a five-star hotel, see Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. I, don't, I wonder how I would be uh, with Axl. I would have to ask him 
about making everybody wait and all that stuff. Like I know when you when you have an interview opportunity, you don't want to blow it, especially with somebody as big as that. But I I think that I would have to go. Well, what is this all about? And know why? I mean, he can't think that anybody appreciates that. And how do you think you're going to run a business on, on the business model of showing up 12 hours late to everything? Like I, I from what I understand, that the that was one of the big agreements with them getting back together is that he had a he, he promised not to be late on anything. Yeah, Slash said if one time he shows up late, he goes, "I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm never coming back." So yeah. Yeah, he started going on time, on, on time, like the last year of his version of Guns N' Roses before they got back together. He was going on st- stage actually at like 9 o'clock, uh, scheduled time. Like, right. this is unbelievable. And then when he went, he has never missed a show or been uh, late. I saw him sh- in Soldier's Field in Chicago. They were supposed to go on at 9. He went on at 8.45, like oh, 15 minutes early. I was oh. like, he's showing off. It, I, I, when I saw Axel's version of Guns N' Roses at Madison Square Garden like 10 years ago. I'm friends with the keyboard player, Dizzy Reed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm texting him because I'm doing sets in, in New York. I'm hanging out. I'm, I'll, I'll go to this comedy club. I go, just tell me when you're going on. It was 1140. He goes, probably at 1205. <laughs> I'm like, okay, perfect. I had the inside. I walked in at 12 with a couple so of beers. Big, yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Meanwhile, the whole crowd was waiting three hours. Oh, miserable. hilarious. <laughs> uh, I saw them in Orlando and well, they're back together and they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. They really were phenomenal. I wanted Axel to be bad and he was great. He kept running off stage to get oxygen, but he came back and he was fine. That's fine. Yeah, the guy's okay. in his late 50s. But it's he's fine. He's running around like a lunatic. Yeah, he was great. Absolutely. That, that, when they got back together and then I saw him with his version of ACDC, yeah. Axel, in the same, oh, that was amazing. Same, in the same year, he sang for ACDC and, and Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, it's great to see you. Go see Jim Florentine. Uh, he's at Sidesplitters, 960-1197 or sidesplitterscomedy.com. Chad Zumach is going to be with him. Uh, plug the podcast, too. Yeah, it's on uh, Barstool Sports. Everybody is awful, Mondays and Thursdays. <laughs> uh, and you can, uh, anytime you see Jim, get into a full conversation about bringing that out. Yeah, yes. Uh, great to see you, man. Uh, both of you guys. We'll take a break and come back and wrap up the show. It's a Mike Calder show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.